Hello everyone, welcome to or welcome back to a new episode of our Universal Podcast. I hope you're all doing well, that you're having a good morning, a good day, a good afternoon, that you're listening to this podcast, maybe in nature, and if you aren't, uh, then this is your sign to get out into nature and go maybe for a walk or sit outside, get in some sunshine, um, because what we're going to talk about today is nature actually. And um, before we get into everything, I've been trying to record this episode for I don't know how many times already because I actually wanted to upload this episode last week because it's been a bit since we've had the last episode because as you guys know, I normally upload every Monday so I'm very sorry that last week there wasn't any episode but it was very difficult with uploading and recording because I was in New York last week um, which was amazing and also surprisingly um, thinking about nature of this episode which I'll get into later I was very surprised about New York and um, but I'm so happy to be here right now I finally found a spot to record this episode in the middle of the nature I'm surrounded by so many trees and birds as you might hear and there's no one else around. I've never been to this place before. It's literally in the in the countryside. I drove around the entire city trying to find a spot and the weather is just outstanding. There's no cloud in the sky. It's so, so beautiful. It's a late Sunday afternoon and the flowers are blooming. So I'm just super thankful to be here with you guys and upload this this episode or record this episode um we're going to talk about loads and loads of things but before we get into it i'd like to read you guys a page from the meditation book that i've mentioned before it's a book about um about meditation quotes on meditation and this page just um it resonated with me and i felt like it belonged to this episode so i'll read you a bit of that and i hope you enjoy and then we'll get into everything After the rains, the hills were splendid. They were still browned from the summer sun and soon all the green things would come out. It had rained quite heavily and the beauty of those hills was indescribable. The sky was still clouded and in the air there was a smell of sumac, sage and eucalyptus. It was splendid to be among them and a strange stillness possessed you. Unlike the sea, which lay far down below you, Those hills were completely still. As you watched and looked about you, you had left everything down below in that little house, your clothes, your thoughts, and the odd ways of life. Here you were traveling very lightly, without any thoughts, without any burden, and with a feeling of complete emptiness and beauty. The little green bushes would soon be still greener, and in a few weeks' time, they would have a stronger smell. The quills were calling, and a few of them flew over. Without knowing it, the mind was in a state of meditation, in which love was flowering. After all, only in the soil of meditation can this flower bloom. It was really quite marvelous, and strangely, all through the night it pursued you, and when you woke, long before the sun was up, it was still daring your heart with its incredible joy, for no reason whatsoever. Costless and quite intoxicating. It would be there all through the day, 
and without your ever asking or inviting it to stay with you. That was it. I hope it, and you guys enjoyed that. It's um, it's one of my favorite pieces from the book, I think, because it just brings me back to all the moments that I've been in nature and um, that I'm so thankful for. And I always feel like my like my mind can really flourish and just stand still when I'm in nature, when I'm around nature. I feel the most peaceful, the most calm, the most happy, and I'm. I'm sure others will will feel like that too. It just takes time to actually get out into nature and see these things and actually be there. And like they said, they talked about about the hills and I've been so lucky to have traveled quite a bit and seen loads of different types of nature. And I know, for example, that when I went to to Australia, it was a very big surprise for me. It was um, mind-blowing, honestly, because when I was younger, uh, we used to travel within Europe a lot. And then when I went to Australia by myself, it was the first time I had seen nature that was so incredibly different from everything I was used to because I hadn't been to Asia, I hadn't been to Africa, I hadn't been to North or South America. And... um, I know walking around there, I, I remember very vividly, especially when I was was walking. Um, there's a walk you can do from Bondi, because I stayed in Sydney, and there's a walk you can do from like the Bondi Beach, which is a very well-known beach in Sydney, um, to, I think it was Coogee Beach. And um, you walk past Tamarama Beach on the way. And I instantly noted that I just fell in love with with Tamarama Beach and with with the nature all around. I saw the there were rocks there, which was surprising to me because I hadn't seen rocks really on a beach or like near a beach, maybe in France somewhere, but not like I saw it there. And they had all these different layers of colors and nothing the like I'd ever seen before. And later on, when I still was in Australia, I, I stayed in uh, a hostel which was just off Tamarama Beach with Sina which whom I talked about in almost every episode uh, and I just got off the phone with her so um, she'll listen to this so hi again and um, we were staying there and we were, I know we were laying on the beach and it was just the most peaceful thing and it was amazing to experience that together because I feel like we're really in the same state of mind and um to start off good like straight away um i have a poem and it's called tamarama beach i um i wrote it for her she knows it's um it's my poem about the nature there and it's my poem that represents xena for me so i'll read it to you your voice sounds like an embracement Pure, full of love, honesty and care, without an ounce of resentment. Listening to you is like lying on the beach, the sand between your feet, just dreaming away. Looking at the sun and the clouds, still not feeling clouded one bit. Being around you is like coming home. I did not know they could make people like you. But in every million of them, there might be a few.
well, that's Tamarama Beach and Zena for me. Um, I think it's so interesting how nature and especially being in nature with people who appreciate nature as much as you do can just open your mind and blow your mind and even with that I went to in Australia I went to the Blue Mountains which they talked about the, the hills and mountains in the in the book I just read to you guys as well and I'd never seen anything like it I'd never seen it was like a rainforest almost and or it was like a rainforest and it was just astonishing honestly the nature was so splendid there were waterfalls there were trees i'd never seen trees that high before and it made me in that moment so aware of how abundant nature is and how abundant we all are because we all stem from nature and it also made me so grateful for the nature that i have close by because um it made me more conscious about the difference between all types of nature and I, what the funny thing was with um the blue mountains is that i went up into this um almost like a how do you how do you say that like a tram but it goes through the air and in france when we go skiing we would say telecabine which is a gondola i would say almost but it's not a gondola it was like a tram but it was going over the blue mountains and it was just amazing views but the funny thing was when i saw that and looked down it felt like i was looking at giant broccoli like literally giant broccoli it looked like there was broccoli everywhere for me and it was just so funny to me and i'm so grateful to have been able to see that because i know that there were wildfires um actually quite recently after i i'd been there um and i i still was able to to view these like magnificent magnificent extraordinary things really for me and yeah i'm so sorry that that happened in australia all the wildfires but yeah i just really hope that that everyone at some point it doesn't have to be something that that big that's the thing i can look at a flower two minutes away from home and have this same magical feeling and i just wish for all of you, for everyone really, to be able to experience that. And I think meditation, consciousness, being in nature really, really helps with that. Um, so from Australia, we're going to another country that I've visited quite often, which is Switzerland. Um, as some of you might know, I'm Dutch and Swiss and Switzerland is like second home to me because I grew up mostly in the Netherlands and I know a lot of people are really fond of the Swiss nature. I think Swiss nature is is amazing as well but I think the Netherlands, any country, has very beautiful nature but um, for you guys I thought it might be interesting to to note some some places in Switzerland that people really really like to see and maybe if you're ever traveling there you could could take a look and and see what it's like um i know in general whenever i'm in switzerland um especially because we're usually up in the mountains a lot i i think it's so peaceful it really calms me down and it's so funny with like the cows and everything around it's it's literally it's not like you see in the movies i would say but it comes quite quite close in some places and that's just really really cool 
Um, so for Switzerland, I think one of the things everyone would think of is the Matterhorn, uh, which is a, it's a big mountain. I actually flew around it once, which was super, super cool. And um, I think it's, it's something that everyone kind of, kind of wants to see. If I'm correct, actually, that's also the one that is on the Toblerone chocolate uh, bars. If I'm saying this incorrectly, I will, I will get kicked out of the country <laughs> for sure. So I'm so sorry if that's... I th I'm quite sure that's the case. So <laughs> bear with me, please. And um, another one that is really like impressive is the... Alec uh, Glacier. Um, sorry for the. It's so difficult sometimes because um, I have like the French pronunciation. Then you can say it in Dutch, but you can say it in like Swiss German, and then you yeah, try to say it in English. So for all my Swiss people out there, it's I'm trying to like let it come across as the English way. Um, so yeah, it's uh, one of the great glaciers from the last ice age. Uh, the Alec Glacier stretches for 23 kilometers and it's the largest glacier that can be found in Europe today. So if you're a big fan of that kind of thing, I would definitely say check that out because um, it's yeah super impressive. Then we have the Jungfraujoch, which is known as the top of Europe and is one of the most spectacular areas of the Swiss Alps. And it's actually directly accessible by railway, which is really cool. So another one to keep in mind. Something that most people, I think, have seen when they go to Switzerland, which is um, the Lake of Geneva or Lac Lumont. Um, say it in, in French. And... It's just, I think it's very pretty. Um, I I don't know if I would say it's, it's mind-blowing if you look at it from the side, but if you can get it on a boat and they have lots of... It's really actually really cool when you are in Geneva or Vevey or Montreux or Lausanne or anywhere really, even from the French border, because um, the other side of the, of the lake is France actually, um, you can get on these boats and you can just like sort of hop on hop hop off boat you can just get off wherever you'd like and i think that's really like impressive and super beautiful to see because you see the mountains from the sides and you get a view of everything really and for me personally i think lausanne is an amazing city to to see as well but when you see montreux from the from the lake it's so pretty like it's it's everything i feel like so Feel free to check that out. Uh, one of my personal favorites, uh, where I actually went to, was last summer again, uh, which is the Brienzer See, which is uh, the Brienz Lake. And it's actually in, because uh, we always go to, or always, we usually go to uh, French Swiss part of Switzerland, but this is in the uh, Swiss German part. And that is just, the color of this lake it's insanely gorgeous like we don't have lakes like that in the netherlands like those are like beautifully blue and you can go in a boat and it's just it's like the entire instagram experience in real life and there is uh, around that uh, area there's a really cool railway which it can take up to the like to the mountains and it's super pretty i will definitely post um videos and pictures of this uh, on the Instagram account as well, at our Universal World on Instagram, if you're wondering. And 
yeah, I think that was maybe always my favorite thing I've seen in Switzerland. It's especially when um, there's like hotels as well, which have like amazing views from like on the lake, and would like really recommend that. Then we have the Pyramide de Zen, and that's like pyramids. Uh, and it's they're between 8,000 and 10,000 years old. And these earth columns were created during the last ice age when the retreating glaciers left behind large rocks that stopped uh, the ground beneath them from eroding. And I've seen these as well um, this winter, actually. And I didn't know these were actually the things that they were talking about. But then I looked at pictures and I was like, oh, well, I've actually seen these last winter. And I was very mind blown because I remember asking my dad, like, what is this? How can this even be existing here? And it's not like... Um, from Egypt you remember like when it's it's not the same like that at all it's just like these really big almost like stone looking sort of spikes but it's not really a spike it's not pointy that way but it's I've never I can't even explain it it's like a spike with a stone on top but it's very interesting to see and I was just blown away by it because I was like what is going on and um, I would say just in Switzerland, if you ever get the chance to see anything really, like the mountains, the lakes, there's so many lakes in Switzerland, so many mountains. Um, whether you prefer summer or winter, whether you prefer skiing or hiking, there is something for everyone in Switzerland. And I know it can be, um, can be quite expensive, but there is alternatives for that. In loads of mountain villages, you have little places where you can stay and little lodges and stuff and I wouldn't say it's necessarily cheap but if you really try to look for certain places I'm sure um, within some kind of budget things can be found so just with the winter in Switzerland it's usually a bit more expensive so if you want to go in the summer then I would I would recommend but talking about winter I was thinking about nature and winter and for this episode and the differences from the places I've stayed during nature and during summer and winter and I I thought that it's it surprised me because I feel like winter can be like for a lot of people a very depressing period um, but then when I think of the winter in Switzerland I can't really help but feel a different way. It's cozy, there's snow, um, I come home after skiing, you have some hot chocolate or a tea with a biscuit, I sit in front of the fireplace, I'm reading a book and it's, I know this is not for everyone, but that's literally my perfect winter feeling. And I'm always like so happy with loads of snow. And it's just, however, I, when I compare my experience of winter in Switzerland versus winter in the Netherlands, I must say that I feel a bit differently because Winter in the Netherlands can be quite wet and cold and just dreary and no snow, icy winds. It was just a bit depressing and I feel like um, I love all of it. Like winter, I'm always so excited for winter coming. Like I'm really a winter person. I know not many people will agree with, with me on that, but I love the winter. And it's just, I really, really love it. I think everything's cozy and cute, even in the Netherlands. But from when January starts, I always feel like it's a bit of a question mark. Like then February is it's just really I feel like not that nice to spend here because the weather is always really bad, and I'm very lucky that I 
I get to go skiing usually during that period of time. Um, but I do not really spend time in the Netherlands that much in February or like March, apart from like when I obviously need to be here for uni. But then I'm just, it's, it's just kind of dreadful. I'm just waiting for, for the spring to arrive. And interestingly enough, I found that um, to help with mental health problems such as anxiety and depression, being outside in um, natural light can be helpful if you experience seasonal affective disorder. And it's a type of depression that affects people during particular seasons of uh, seasons or times of the year. And I feel like even with the people around me, so many people have experienced this. I know so many people who have uh, seasonal affective disorder. And it's just um, like it, it blew my mind that the fact that they actually say that people um, say that getting into nature has helped them with many other types of mental health problems and I really understand that it might feel contradictory because going outside in bad weather when the weather is causing you to feel worse or sad um, feels like you shouldn't do that but give it a shot because research actually has proven um, that getting some daylight in will not will really do you good it wouldn't do you harm anyways and um, that's why I really want to include this in this episode as well, because it's all about nature, but nature is connected to the mind, obviously. So that was super interesting to me that I noticed that I always feel happier when I'm, I've been in nature. But the fact that research actually proves it, that's super cool as well. And it might um, like tell you to actually go into nature and try it out. So um before we go into what we can do in nature, because you might be all wondering, okay, so, but yeah, I get it. You like going into nature and you like going on walks, but what if I don't like going on walks? I have an entire list of things that you can do into nature, which is not walking. So we'll get into that straight after this poem that I wrote, obviously in nature. It's personally one of my favorites. It's called Starry Night and I wrote it in Switzerland last winter while we were hiking down. No, we were sledding, I think, actually. We were sledding down um, from the place where we had had dinner. And it's super cool. Like, that's that only happens in Switzerland. You can go to a place to have dinner, like, up in the mountains and then sled down or ski down or hike down. Full-on snow everywhere. Amazing views right within the mountains. That's also one of my favorite places there but um yeah this one i wrote whilst my dad and my sister were a bit further um away from me they were already i think they were going faster i don't know and usually when because i've been there more often what i do is when we go down hike down or sled down um then i stop at some point i put the sleigh away and i fall down into the snow with my eyes open looking up into the sky and there is the most magical crowd of stars just staring at you and i've seen magical stars i've seen the northern lights and i've seen loads of beautiful stars around the world like places where you can really see the stars brightly and those that place is one of the places where 
it really feels like the stars are just staring at you. It's just, it's, I don't know how even to put it into words. It's just mind blowing, really. And while I was lying there, I saw these five little stars. They were very tiny stars. Like they weren't very noticeable, but I couldn't help looking at them. And then I didn't really think about it anymore. And I, I picked up the sleigh. I, slid down a bit more and then I was looking up again near the end of the, the trail and I just saw these five stars again and again and again and it fell for me as a sign that I should sit still for a moment and start writing so that's what I did um, so here it goes it's called story night once I was lying Safely in the snow, looking up into the sky, the glorious gleaming glow. Looking closely, as if I'd find Mars, I read the peaking pages, painted by the stars. The trees whispered, there's one for all, a continuing chance to see the stars fall. It felt as if they followed me, each in due course, the ripples of the river, the gravitational force. Starry, starry night. I wish to see you still, once the sun starts to shine, once you flit another hill. Well, that's Starry Night. Um, I think I explained most of it already before reading the poem, but essentially, like I said, it was the glorious gleaming glow, and for me, I read the peaking pages. It felt like the stars can explain you so much, and the peaking page I mean by peaking because I was in between the the mountains and there were loads of peaks there and and it felt like as if I was peaking as if I was having a super intensely happy moment and it was painted by the stars it was created obviously by what's within me but the stars helped to get it out and um I saw falling stars as well which if you've ever seen a falling star, you know what I've experienced. Um, that's just, it's so pretty. It's, yeah, wonderfully to see. And um, there was actually a little river around and you could hear the stream. So the ripples of the river, the gravitational force, you could hear all of it. And it was, it's like one of those moments where you just want to stay forever and don't move and keep on experiencing that until the end of time and that's why I also said starry starry night I wish to see you still once the sun starts to shine once you've lit another hill I want to hold on to this feeling even when the stars are gone and this feeling of peace this feeling of happiness and calmness and I can do that even when you've lit another hill and even when the sun starts to shine because I can come back into nature and experience this feeling over and over again because eventually it's within me but nature helped me to get it out so um yeah what can nature do for you apart from everything i told you already i also thought let's get a bit of um research in there because you guys know how much i love research-based studies and just have some idea behind it except like apart from the fact that I just tell you that I love nature because I get that you want some facts, maybe. So, 
In a study of 20,000 people, a team led by Matthew White of the European Centre for Environment and Human Health at the University of Exeter found that people who spend two hours a week in green spaces, local parks or other natural environments, either all at once or spaced over several visits, were substantially more likely to report good health and psychological well-being than those who don't. But keep in mind, two hours was a hard boundary. The study published last June, well then, when I was reading the the paper, um, showed that there were no benefits for people who didn't meet the threshold. Moreover, according to the Yale School of Environment, studies have shown that time in nature, as long as people feel safe, is an antidote for stress. It can lower blood pressure and stress hormone levels, reduce nervous system arousal, enhance immune system function, increase self-esteem, reduce anxiety, and improve mood. Attention deficit disorder, which we talked about last week, ADHD and ADD, so if you actually lost two episodes, feel free to check that out. Um, So attention deficit disorder and aggression lessen in uh, in natural environments, which also helps the speed speed the rate of healing. Moreover, in a recent study, psychiatric unit research has found that being in nature reduced feeling of isolation, promoted calm and lifted moods among patients. Studies show that the effects of nature may go deeper than providing a sense of well-being, helping to reduce crime and aggression. A 2015 study of 2,000 people in the United Kingdom found that more exposure to nature translated into more community cohesion and substantially lower crime rates. So if all my the things that I told you weren't enough of a an example of why to go into nature. Now you've had some research to make up your mind and get out because I think these are all like these are all such things that we need, which is so important. So um, now that you're getting ready to get out, obviously because for sure I've you feel like you want to get out now i know that like (laughs) i can just see you like okay i listened to a bit of this and i was doubting stay on the couch but now i really need to hop off get out get into nature here's the things that you can actually go do if you don't like just walking (laughs) we have gardening i know for example my mom she loves gardening it calms her down okay so i got a quick call from my dad so that's why the recording stopped but we're back and we stopped with we ended with gardening so let's continue um might not be for you might be for you try it out anyways there's no wrong thing with trying out something new um and that's something to do in nature another one is going fruit picking it might be a fun activity to do with someone else it could be actually a date idea or something or doing something with friends but alone is actually fun too it will make you present and thankful for the food and the fact that you can eat this food. So nothing wrong with a little gratefulness. One more is foraging. For people that don't know who this, what this is, it's trying to find edible plants. The fact that you go out, try and find these and then prepare it is a magical way to return to the now. And also reward yourself afterwards by being. Um, um, for, by eating, I'm so sorry. There was a bug on my leg. Also in nature, I'm not going to delete this from the episode because that's a part of it. Um, For example, just like make your homemade salad and that's a really nice way. Um, 
for the people that do like walking, just to slip it in now, a fun thing to do, or I think is a fun thing to do, is um, trying to become your own Google Maps. I do this so often. I, um, whenever I'm in a new city or I stay in a new city for a longer while, I tell myself that I need to become Google Maps here, like myself. I wouldn't need my phone anymore. And I know literally around Maastricht, I feel like I know like most of the town just by hand, like everything. And I would definitely recommend it to you because you make a game of it. And what Aileen and I do all the time is we go on intuitive walks. So we just go out. We haven't set a point where we want to go. We just go walking and see where we want to go. If my body says left, I'm going left. If my body says right, I'm going right. If my body says go ahead, we're going ahead. That's a fun thing to do. Um, moreover, what I also do with Elina is eating meals outside. If you don't want to go for a walk or don't want to do anything active, take your meal outside. And I live in a student accommodation, so I definitely do not have a garden or um, anything like that. So luckily we live close to a little harbor and we usually take our food and sit there and watch around. And yeah, it's super, super chilled and just just nice to enjoy the food outside when the weather weather is good um obviously watching the stars which we talked about a lot already then we have exercising in nature which is great following a woodland trail going to the beach try geo geocaching which is uh involves looking for items in hidden outdoor locations uh, by using a mobile phone or a tablet or actually um back in the days i used to do this with my dad and you could use like a compass even things like that which it's also a cool thing. Leave your phone at home. Leave your tablet at home. Do something like really without it. That's super cool. Go mountain biking, biking in general, help the environment, plant helpful seeds, build an animal habitat, anything you could do. Um, meditate in nature, really focus on what you're sensing. Try and notice two, think e- two things each day. Go for a walk without headphones, music. So many things to think of, really. Um, you could connect with animals. Maybe try bird watching in the forest or go on a walk with some dogs. It doesn't have to be your dog. There's so many ways you can go on a walk with a dog. Um, and if you can't go outside because I know it's not an option for everyone, bring nature indoors. Get flowers or potted plants or even grow them on your windowsills. That's a really nice way to have nature around you anyways. Or you could listen to the sounds of nature or watch videos or documentaries on nature. Is that a way to still connect with nature in a way? But if you can't go outside, then then that's it. That's You have to do what you, have, what you can do and try and find a solution for that. So that was a big list. <laughs> I know it was a lot, but I cannot imagine there not being one thing you wouldn't you wouldn't like like there must be one thing you would like to do would like to try so exercise homework for this episode give one of these things a shot and and see how you feel and the poem that really goes well with this for me um as well is run it's called run and i wrote it in the forest and um, it's one of elena's favorites it's actually hanging on our walls and um, yeah before we end this episode let's go over run run to the forest if you can run until you find it until the only thing you feel is the earth below your feet the wind blowing and the birds singing and then fall to your knees breathe in breathe out begin again don't doubt 
The only thing you need to find is the place we all came from, where the stars are aligned. If you ever get lost again, please don't forget. Run to the forest, straight ahead. That's forest. Um, it speaks for itself mostly, but I think a lot of people don't really think about the fact that we all came from nature and that it's natural and good to be there and that it calms you down um, because usually people are so stressed all the time but you have to prioritize these things you have to make time for this and like I said in the last one if you ever get lost again please don't forget run to the forest straight ahead it's uh, it's something for me it's like a rem- I should remember that as well so yeah that's it's a memory for me it's a memory for all of you it's uh keep that in mind before we grab a card because we obviously have to grab a card every episode to grab a card so stay there for that i have a book recommendation which i actually wanted to mention in the last episode but i honestly totally forgot i'm human too um is the power of now by eckhart tolle and it really goes with this episode too um Eckhart Tolle demonstrates how to live a healthier and happier life by living in the present moment. To make your, the journey into the power of now, we will need to leave our analytical mind and false created self, the ego, behind. Although the journey is challenging, Eckhart Tolle offers simple language and a question and answer format to guide us. Surrender to the present moment. Our problems do not exist. It is here we find our joy, are able to embrace our true selves and discover that we are, are all already complete and perfect if we are able to fully be present and take each step in the now we will be opening ourselves to the transforming experience of the power of now it's a book to be revisited again and again and um, yeah it's a book i definitely recommend to all of you it um it might be a bit hard to get through in the beginning depending on how often you read books like this but i think it's readable or like doable for anyone and it has loads of things that open your mind, open your way of thinking, take you back into the now, exercises, things to do. And even reading this in nature would be a magical way to spend your time. Um, so definitely recommend that. Check it out if you'd like. Obviously not sponsor- sponsored whatsoever. It's just a book that I've really enjoyed. And then the card of today, before we finish, is clarity goes so well with this as well and then the subtitle says a broad view broadens the mind and i think that's how you should probably um leave this episode uh, with a broader view trying to experience new things try new things out and yeah just keep an open mind to being in nature to getting off your phone and seeing if it calms you down as much as it maybe does for me because and I don't mean just like one hour and then never again you have to try it a couple of times probably for it before it calms you down because I know so many people are so so addicted to their phones nowadays and um yeah even in big cities it's possible to find a place of nature like I said in New York there were so many parks I was so surprised I did not know there were so many parks in New York and um, a lot more nature than I expected in general and 
for the people are listening from New York, um, I love, like, you probably all know this, but I love Prospect Park so much, and obviously Central Park, and um, walking around Greenwich Village, and um, let's say Washington Square Park was really cute too, because there was lots of music, so lots of places to go to. If you want to see the pictures of New York, or see what I've experienced, check it out on Instagram, at our universal world. Same goes for um, TikTok at Our Universal World or try at Our Universal Poetry. Both of them work. And then if you want to contact me, contact me via any of these platforms or um, via Gmail, which is at Our Universal Podcast at gmail.com. And um, feel free to leave a review. I would be very grateful if you do. And give me some feedback you can also do this via instagram or via anything you really like and i'm just wishing you the most wonderful wonderful week i hope the weather will be just as amazing um wherever you're listening from and that you'll get out in nature and feel excited and calm and everything all at once and just happy i wish that for you and i hope to see you soon again bye bye